I'm Brandon Reed, and you're listening to Real Estate for the Rest of Us, a podcast dedicated to demystifying the world of real estate investing. I want to cut through all the industry jargon and instead serve up actionable and unintimidating information that you can use in your own real estate journey. I interview real estate professionals, and we talk about their real-life experiences. It's real simple. Now let's get into the show. In today's episode, I talk with Koken Unasawa. Building a business can be challenging, exciting, exhausting, and rewarding. Perhaps the factor that most influences which of those it is at any given time is the quality of the team that you've built around you. Koken learned this really early on in his journey. He had several assistants that quit and was struggling to put the right systems in place to scale his business while he scaled his team. But over time, he took what he learned from those early experiences to help him grow in the areas that he needed to so that his business could begin to take the steps that it needed to in order for it to grow. And in today's episode, Koken shares that insight and helps break down what went wrong and what adjustments he made in order for his team to grow and his business to thrive. I hope that in this interview, you find practical insights that you can learn from or directly apply as you continue on your own journey in real estate. And now, here's my conversation with Koken. All right, guys. Today, I have uh, Koken Unasawa with me today. How are you, Koken? Doing good, doing good. How are you? Awesome. I'm doing well. Um, yeah, I'm excited to have you on today. I know one of my previous guests, Ben um, Oosterveld, connected us, uh, and I'm excited to hear. He had a lot of great things to say about you. I'm excited to dig in, kind of ask my questions, and, and provide insight to my listeners. Thank you for taking the time today. Awesome. Pleasure um, to be here. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's let's start more generically. Uh, let's kind of just talk about uh, your, the beginning of your journey, um, how you got started in real estate, kind of how that came about, um, and when that was. Sure. So, I actually started in real estate back in 2013. So, I was in high school. I went to wow. a uh, one of those, uh, well, a little real estate network, or anyways, it was run by a real estate brokerage, right? They had these. Uh, meetings where they share about real estate investing. Um, me and my older brother went together and uh, we were excited about this idea. Uh, we went back home to our parents that, who had never bought a piece of real estate in their lives. Wow. And we told them, hey, we should do this together. This is a, a way to, to own some real estate. And my dad, uh, he was on board. He didn't know that he could buy a property because mm. he had never bought one before. But when we kind of laid it out, hey, these guys, are the realtors, they know the mortgage brokers, they can hook us up to, to make it work. Um, my parents were both on board, even finally, even my sister got looped in and uh, yes. it, it became a, a little family endeavor. So we bought uh, two rental properties, uh, one in 2013, one in 2014 together as a family. Basically, uh, me and my brother were the working partners and my parents and my sister were the sort of JV partners. They, yep. they brought the down payment and they qualified for the mortgages. Um, you know, simple single family homes. Uh, we, yeah, so we bought those. I, there's a lot to dig into because it didn't go smoothly. As, oh, interesting, yeah. <laughs> as I would have hoped. Um, but then that started the journey. Uh, then myself and my brother, bought a couple of student rentals. We actually bought a student rental where the two of us lived in two rooms and oh. we rented out four rooms and we were able to live in that property for free because of the, yeah. the rent from the four other tenants. Um, again, I was, I was still young, right? So I was like uh, 20. Mm -hmm. So 
I, I had just moved out of my parents' home. Yeah, and you were like, yeah, <laughs> one room is all you needed. This, <laughs> this was my uh, dorm experience because I never went to university, but this was my experience of living next to a college campus. Nice, nice. Um, yeah, and then after that, uh, in that process, during this time, I got a lot of value from the realtor we were working with. I felt she really had our backs. She kind of guided us through the process, how to rent out a property, how to look for a good rental, right? And around that time, I was working full-time, saving up money for sort of the down payments on the properties we were buying. And I, I was working actually at a bank, and I really couldn't find a career path there that I thought I could excel at because everything I was interested in, anything usually... I was only looking at the positions around investing or financial planning or something to do with finances. And all of them required either a bachelor's or a master's sure. or some designation that I couldn't get without an undergrad degree. So at that point, mentally, I didn't want to go through the process of university and then come back and do something else in order to get that next role. So I thought, what can I actually do to make a good living where people wouldn't necessarily judge me based on my academics, but rather my performance, right? So naturally, a sales role is more in line with that. And, and then I thought, okay, our realtor really helped us. What if I could do the same thing as her to other new investors? Sort of, I may not be the, the veteran investor who had 10 years of experience, but I could still help the person who was brand new get their first property because I had already done that, right? Mm -hmm. So that, that was the beginning. Um, I got my real estate license and I started working with investors. In the beginning, it was definitely, it had its ups and downs, right? Any Starting any business from in the beginning, there are good months and then there are, there are months when I'm wondering, when am I going to get paid next <laughs> so that I can actually pay my bills? But, uh, but yeah, along that way, I met my coach, Ben Osterwald, right? And uh, he also played a very big role in helping me, you know, set up my business in a way to, to really focus on taking care of our clients. Mm. So it's like you have to do the bare minimum, which is pr provide a very good service and really take care of your clients. But that's the bare minimum. Then you need to look at, okay, how do my clients feel? What's their experience working with me? How do I level that up in the beginning, in the middle, in the end? How do I keep in touch with them over decades? so that these clients I've just done a transaction with are going to come back to me 20 years later when they need to do a real estate deal, right? And build a business with those fundamentals in mind. Um, so that's what I've been working with him for the last three years. And it, the, even though <laughs> the results should be long-term results, it has shown up even in oh, the awesome. shorter term where the like our business has grown initially it was just me and it was growing at like close to 60 percent a year for two wow. years and then it did a double last year when i got uh, my team going so i have now three realtors who work with me we have a basically a full-time admin now that helps us with all our back-end stuff paperwork and managing our systems so it's uh yeah, it's really become something that I didn't really expect that's, it that's to. That's awesome. I'm actually curious. I want to go back just a second and, and talk about the very beginning. As you and your brother, I mean, you were in high school, man. That is not that is not on people's radar to be thinking about. I mean, 
to they get usually in high school you get some kind of an allowance from your parents and you spend it on whatever you're interested in and then like what people aren't interested in in uh, any kind of investment opportunities or thinking about managing their money or growing any kind of wealth building a foundation to do that what even especially in a family that that hadn't <laughs> that real estate wasn't not only wasn't a like a, a specific passion but that wasn't really even a part of your world your parents didn't have rental properties or didn't even sounds like didn't have a house of their own that they had purchased so nope. What man, how did that get on your radar? And then once it was on your radar, why did it hook? Like, why did you guys say, let's go, let's learn more, and then let's actually do this? Yeah, so the I think as a as a high school student, I was relatively entrepreneurial. Okay. I didn't really do too much, but my mind was always exploring sort of businesses, trying to figure out ways to make money and ways to get ahead. I think our upbringing was like, we moved to Canada back in 2008. And if you can imagine after the financial crisis, it right. wasn't the best time for people to get jobs. So I, I saw my parents struggle. I saw us, you know, where my, my dad was working a minimum wage job that barely paid the rent. And then I saw him lose that job and have a couple of months where we couldn't right, pay the right. rent. <laughs> and so growing up in that in that environment, one thing in my mind that really struck out is I, I want my life yeah. to be different. I want to not have this situation happen in my life as I become an adult. So I was always looking. And then at the end of high school, I, I was accepted to a couple of universities and I went to their campus tours, right? So just to check out the campus, check out the dorms. And the one thing I realized was the campus dorms were very expensive relative to what a room rents for around the campus, right? I, I mean, I didn't even have the context. Yeah. I just thought it was yeah, expensive yeah. in general. Um, so that got me started. Hey, is there a way, again, yeah. never bought a property, never even knew the process involved in buying a property, but just the idea came to my mind. Can I buy a property outside the campus, live in one bedroom, rent out the rest, is that something that I oh, can awesome. do? So then I started mm -hmm. Googling it's it. It's a thing. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Right. And then this, this brokerage that I ended up going to their seminar had just like one blog post about okay. student rentals. So I was like, oh, these guys seem to know something about it. And they have this seminar. Let me go, go check it out. And, and that was the, that was the beginning. Awesome. Right. So awesome. That was That's that little really trigger cool. moment. And, um, you know, you kind of, you teased a little bit of like, those didn't go quite as quite as well as they could have or as you were hoping to. And I, man, I'm so interested in that. But I, I actually want to dig in a little bit more to um, the topic that you touched on after that, which is as you had, you know, you brought on a coach, you started taking things more seriously. Sounds like you started running it a bit more as a business rather than just this thing you're interested in hustling on the side. And as you did that, one of the steps you took was start, you started to build a team. You put people around you and in place to probably delegate work to, so you weren't wearing every hat in the business and started running things that way. Talk to me through that process. What was that first step like? Um, and, and how did you approach that of like, okay, time to bring on other people. Then how has managing that process gone? It's an overwhelming and intimidating thing to do, to start delegating, bringing people in to help work your business and grow it walk me through that process as you got started yeah so when i first started coaching with ben the first thing he said mm -hmm. is you need an assistant it doesn't have to be a full-time assistant but you need someone who can do something yeah. for you to take just one task off your plate and just start there right so i was like okay 
<laughs> started was that even on your radar? I mean, was that, that even, were you just like, I'm just going to keep doing this until I run myself to the ground? Or, uh, yeah, I mean, was that a new concept to you that, oh, oh, I can get an assistant? Like, So, in a funny okay. way, it was when I started as a realtor, I was, I, I was on this real estate team and I used to tell the rest of them, hey, as soon as I can, I want an assistant because there's so much work that I don't like <laughs> doing in this business. Right. I want to just do the things I like. Yeah, and I they bet, would all I laugh bet. At yeah, me. that's not a concept and, that... And, and even one of the most successful realtors at that brokerage I was at was telling me, you need to right. hustle right. for like 10 years by yourself first before yeah. you hire someone. And to me, I'm like, right. What? Right. why <laughs> Why do I need to suffer for 10 years before I, I ask for some help, right? Yeah. And then I met Ben. And if you know Ben's story, he... He made like 400 grand in the first year as a realtor, 600 in the next year. It's mm. like bananas, right? You never hear that. And he's like literally from day one, before he even did his first deal, right. he hired an assistant right. to help him. So th when I heard that, I was like, oh, that yep. makes a lot more sense. It, it kind of clicked with this thought I had, but I didn't know if it was right, a right. valid thought or not. But then it, it brought on a lot of struggles because when you hire mm. someone to help you, it exposes part of who you are. So within the first six months, I hired four separate assistants, each of whom quit on me within two weeks or a month, right? I think one, one lasted about three months. That was a little bit better, but um, I went through back to back to back assistants quitting on me. And then I was having a coaching call with Ben and we were discussing and then I came to the conclusion. If one person quits on me, it may be them. If four people <laughs> quit on me, it's yeah, probably yeah. me. <laughs> so it, it just showed that I was in that moment too controlling. I really was held myself to a high standard, but I almost created too much pressure. So when someone tried to help me, I wanted them to do it exactly the way I did it, which you know sometimes is not necessary. As long as it gets done in a good way, you got to let give some space and allow them some freedoms, right? So like right now, our assistant, like I talked to her once earlier this week, but I just, I, I, I know that she knows what mm -hmm. needs to be done. When I need her to do something specifically outside of that, I'll send it to her, but I kind of let her work her own schedule. I let her organize her day. As long as the work gets done at a, at a good, uh, in a good manner, that's, that's all I care about. I, I don't want to create pressure or hold her accountable. Did mm -hmm. you start at 9am? Right. right. Who cares? Like if she does the work, that, that's what matters most to me. So yeah, did you um, did you go through just like a virtual assistant, like an agency to find? No. So with the again, this is I just basically sure, followed sure. Ben's coaching to a T. And what what he found is that when it comes to hiring an assistant, a virtual assistant allows you to start quickly and maybe at a cheaper cost, but having a assistant that lives, even if they don't come to an office or anything and just work from home, but if they're in the area, especially as a realtor, I can ask my assistant, mm, hey, can you drop sure. off that sale sure. sign at that property? Can you print out those brochures at Staples or can you go do something for me physically? And it, it gives a bit more flexibility in terms of the requests you can ask. Um, so I, okay, I just, yeah, I just sense. focused on And that. you had mentioned that you have three realtors working for you and it talked to me through, I mean, are you a broker? You're not a broker. Okay. 
Okay. No, no, I'm not a broker. So okay. just and a real so estate what, team. What does your business um, do? Walk me through that a bit. And then how, um, the reason I'm asking is uh, for the purpose of getting these realtors on, what did that do to help grow it? What were you doing? And then what are you now able to do as you're growing your team? So it's actually very cool what happened last year, right? So uh, so prior to last year in 2020, right? End of 2020, um, we had our first team member join. So at that point, actually, I had a few assistants that quit on me. Eventually, my wife decided to join me oh, as nice. my assistant. <laughs> and we did that <laughs> for over a year. So that was the first yeah. <laughs> stable assistant I had that I could use, actually build right. some systems because right. I wasn't just going through right. the hiring process again and again. And that helped a ton. And in a way, my wife is someone who will call me out when I'm when I'm too much, right? Sure. When I create too much pressure, sure. she's not just going to take it. Yep. She's going to yep. like <laughs> tell me that, right? So it, it revealed sure. a lot about myself, even though there yeah, were a lot I'm of sure. struggles in that process. Um, but as a result of that, we had built the infrastructure needed for this team. So we had a lot of systems in place. Then we had our first team member join. At that point, uh, my wife was pregnant. So she decided to step back from the business. We hired uh, an admin. And in terms of growth, what so what I've done really well is create a structure that takes away the some of the hardest parts of being a realtor, which is finding new clients and also supporting the team members in the activities that basically waste their time. So for example, um, in order in order to be a realtor, you have like five different businesses merged into one. And typically they just do everything themselves, right? You need first some sort of lead generation. And it doesn't have to be a lead gen system. You could go knocking on doors and trying to find clients or talking to your friends and family, but you need some way of getting prospects in front of you that you can try to offer value, try to work with, right? You then need a, so lead gen, you then need some kind of system or, um, sorry, I'm, I'm really You're getting fine. confused here. You're fine. <laughs> the five <laughs> threw me off. <laughs> Anyways, sure, sure. There's, there's a few businesses. So lead gen, yeah. you actually have to work with the clients. You have to then keep the clients yeah. for yeah. forever, right? Because how many, so I find this funny and Ben was the one who, who shared this to me. Pretty much every client I work with has worked with a realtor before. At some point, unless it's a first time yeah. home buyer, but most of our clients are investors. So they work with a realtor. They may, many times they work with a few realtors. My question is, why are they now working with me? Shouldn't those other realtors oh, sure, be yeah. in the picture somewhere? Yeah. But obviously we, we try to structure our business to provide value on the investing side. So give them a reason to come to us. But in my mind, I, I don't want to be the last realtor. I don't want Right, this client right. to then go to another realtor, right? So I'm like, how do I, how do I create value and build a relationship such that the next deal they want to do, sure. I'm sure. still in the picture, right? Um, so anyway, so the, like I was saying, there's a bunch of different components to running this business. So what we've created in terms of our team for our team members is that we have a pretty good lead generation mm -hmm. system. So we create videos on YouTube. We share how our clients invest and sort of their success stories 
And we've created like an email list and like a whole funnel and all of the backend stuff to get interested investors who come to us that we can then connect to our team members. And the next part is our admin. So my the admin that I'm paying on salary is helping all of our team members. So she's the one who writes up contracts. She's the one who submits all the paperwork to the brokerage. Uh, we even go through the list of clients with each of the team members to like organize them to make sure, okay, here are the people who are ready to do something. Here are the people you need to call next month or the month after. Here are the people that there's no hope of them ever being a client. And this is the hardest part of being a realtor because yeah. you want to call everyone. You want to not, because it's a lot of work to get someone there to then say, hey, that person, we can't put our time to follow up with because either they're not interested or they have no chance of buying a house. Anyways, it's just part of the work to to organize that so that their time is spent efficiently on the people who want to work with them and can move forward, right? So really helping them. So anyways, my my mindset with all of this is how do I create a team that had I joined when I started as an agent, I would never have left because I was on a real estate team when I started in real estate and I left (laughs) and I left because I just felt I wasn't getting value there. Right. Like I didn't feel like it was doing something to move my career forward. That's really helpful uh, insight. The, I'm curious to know that, you know, as you built your business, you're building your team, um, people are coming on board, you're learning to delegate, you're learning how to hold on to those people, not have such high turnovers, you actually build some systems and processes and put them in place. What were some of the unique, unforeseen challenges of building a business and also building a team as you built that business um, that that you just, yeah, you didn't see coming, um, that you were like, I'm on this real estate team, I'd like to do something for myself, really push myself forward, Um, let me start my own business, and some just roadblocks that happened that you just didn't see coming. Can you identify anything there, even at the the beginning or any, any part through the process? That's a good one. Um, it might even have been build, building the team itself. I mean, for, for turning over four admins is that's that's tough. You know, you probably didn't see that coming. You know, yeah, definitely didn't see that one coming. But it it revealed a lot mm-hmm. about myself to myself, right? Like I just realized, oh wait a second, I mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. create a lot of pressure, right? And the I don't know about a roadblock, but the one really cool thing that's happening right now within our team is that my team members are also coaching Mm -hmm. with Ben in different capacities. And I find that very cool because I've, I think our, on the business side, we've figured out systems and all, all of the, the strategies is all taken care of, right? When they join, it's all laid out for them, but that doesn't determine their success. Their success so much is based on Mm -hmm. them personally. So when they feel good, when they feel aligned to the work they do, when they, yeah, again, there's a lot to dig into, which is pretty much the the world of self development and the world of essentially what my coach does, right? And it's it's been curious to see their transformation. And for some of them, it's it's just starting, but yeah, totally. That makes me excited because I'm like, other other than even just them succeeding in sort of as a realtor, as an investor, 
there's some cool things that come out of it, even in their relation, our relationships with each other and also even their yeah, relationships absolutely. with their I think fans, that that right? is so. absolutely true. You know, I work, I work for Disney down here in Central Florida. And so I have a just a nine to five and we have, you know, obviously as any uh, company, we have like year end reviews and we just came up on that. And one thing that I was talking to my uh, leader about was how one of the best things that leaders can do, of course, is, um, you know, care, care for uh, how their, their job performance, how they're doing, what they're delivering, but caring about them as individuals, making sure that they're happy and fulfilled in their work, making yeah. sure that they're happy and fulfilled in their lives, that they have enough time for their yeah. families. Obviously, it's the, it's a hard thing to do to it. That's not it doesn't feel and seem directly tied to the business to make sure that people are happy in their lives and like that they're um, have enough time for uh, things that they just enjoy to do, hobbies, um, but that absolutely directly ties back to the business and what they're able 100%. to contribute and deliver as individuals. Not only just makes their work better, but then keeps them around longer. Um, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, even even within our team, I've I've told my team members, hey, when you ask our admin to help you on something, it can be both so that you can work with another client, yeah. you can be more productive. But it's also okay for you to ask for help right. so that you can take some time away from work, spend it with your family, relax, enjoy it, right? Because it is like, sure. this is the type of work that you work evenings, yeah, weekends, you, you can to, go 24-7 yeah. if you want to. And yeah. at the same time, it's so important not to burn out because yep. you yep. burn out, you're out of the game yeah. for like months, <laughs> Right. So getting that help, getting that yeah, break. I agree. It, um, well, let I me let me shift a little important. bit to uh, something a bit more um, uh, generic, really, in your real estate journey, less less involved in actually you building your team. And let's talk about as you um, began, I mean, geez, in your in your high school uh, uh, years, began the journey of learning about real estate, really digging in, understanding what is this? Like, what are even options? Oh, wow. You can live in a room and rent out the others. And, um, just like learning that process, what were some of the things you did in your real estate education that were the most helpful for you to, for you to kind of take those meaningful steps to get you where you are? Books or seminars, you found a coach, like what, what <laughs> uh, a little bit of it. Yeah. So I think a big part is right at the beginning. Yeah finding the right people. So I found that real estate brokerage, they connected me to one of their realtors who, yeah, to this day, I think she's played such an important role in, in me getting started. And in a way it was our naivety, but because I was so young and our whole family had yeah, no experience totally. with real estate, we didn't even know what questions to ask her. Right. But we just, somehow things clicked. We just trusted her and we trusted that she would have our backs and she would. And I've, I've heard stories of this yeah. going completely wrong where you trust a realtor who doesn't know anything about investment and they just recommend a home. They, they may think they're helping right. you, but right. then you buy a property that doesn't have cash flow or it it's in a rough neighborhood that attracts bad tenants, right? So it may not be their fault. So this could completely go wrong. But in my experience, because she was someone who had our backs and I just trusted her and I, I didn't know any better. I took that first step. Now, once I took that first step, it allowed me to really dig in and learn about it. Cause now it's like, Hey, wait a second. We just bought this property. What are the questions that I didn't know to ask her before that I know now after going through this experience. Right. So sometimes 
Yeah, because afterwards, after I bought the property, I would like consume blog posts, articles, videos. I would just learn everything there was to learn about real estate. But it came from mm-hmm. this first action of buying that property and now yeah. trying to figure out, hey, did we make a mistake or did we yeah, actually I mean, do the right It kind of sounds thing? like a mix of surrounding um, yourself with the right people and then just taking action. And I think when you when you put the right people in place and you make sure that yeah. you have that structure of of knowledge and experience around you, it helps you have the confidence to take that action and and actually move forward while still being wise and yeah. you know not being reckless and putting yourself in a position that you're you know doomed for failure. Yeah. But you really are set up for success because even if something doesn't go great, you have the people yeah. around you who have, who have run into that roadblock before and can help you through it. Um, I hear that over and over again on that question. It's just like, I just got the right people yeah. around me. Like I just put people in place so they could help me take my next step. So that, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Um, I, I really only have uh, one more question for you here, uh, Coke, and I have I would I would love to hear, you know, you go back to that to that time around 2013 or whatever you you said it was, um, and you uh, you kind of go back to that version of yourself. And what is if there's one thing that you could teach yourself in that moment that could help save you the most trouble over your over your career? Um, what would that be? What could you tell that version of yourself? That's a good one. Um, I personally think that the outcome I've had both in business, in my investing has been pretty exceptional. I don't think I would have tried to change anything that I did. The one thing I would tell myself is put put a little bit less pressure on yourself take it a little bit easier, right? Like, in a way, many people look at my story as, hey, he invested in real estate very young, right? Um, I created a lot of financial results as a result of that. But there was a cost to that, right? I, I spent my early 20s working, and then working on my business, working on real estate. That time was yeah, sure. absolutely like hard. <laughs> I was just I was just pushing. And it worked out, but I think it would have still worked out if I put a little bit less pressure on myself, took it a little bit easier, right? Um, and especially something more recently that I've I've personally come to is I've let go of so many massive goals that I that I've had for myself, which on some level, no matter the success that I've had in the years past, mm-hmm. I would always fall short of this massive goal. And as a result, I always felt on some level disappointed in myself. So I, I would have a great year as a realtor. I would buy a few investment properties. Things were moving forward. Sure, sure. But it's like it's like peanuts compared to my goal. And because of that, I didn't take the win. I didn't take it in that, hey, I'm moving forward. I'm I'm making progress. I'm like yeah, it, 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 it's something that yeah. it's not about making more success if, if the question was uh, coming from there, but it, it's yeah. more about yeah. enjoying the process as I go along. Because like, what's the point of hustling for like decades if you feel terrible about it? 
because there's nothing wrong with working hard, moving your life forward. But if you can find a way to enjoy the process, then it doesn't feel like you're in a prison just grinding yeah, no, it's, nonstop it's such doing a tough, something you don't like. It's right? such a so, tough thing to balance because people will say that as they've had some success. They'll say, I should have not been so hard on myself, pressed so hard. There are things that I missed out on. But you end up where you are and you're in a place of fulfillment and a place of, you know, some space in your life to enjoy yourself. And that that's a largely result of you grinding. And if you weren't in that place, could you look back and say, like, I should have been easier on mm-hmm. myself if you aren't in a place where you have some of that margin in your life? Um, it's it's a tough give and take chicken and egg situation. But sure. it, it's ab- sure. it, but it, it, without a doubt, um, it's it's always absolutely I think, wise advice to say, take that inventory throughout the process. And, and are, 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 is it costing too much to get where you're going? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Because if I look even even this past mm-hmm. year, right, like I said, our real estate business doubled. Yeah. It doubled after mm-hmm. I let go of every financial goal associated with my business, with my life. It's like I just focused on the process. I know what I need to do at this point. So I don't need a, a financial target to make me do what I need to do. No, I, I know the work I have to do. And the funniest part is our child was born in March. I took six months where I was working on the business, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I was really working less, way less than I had in the last few years. And because yeah. of this, the structure we've created, the team members we got, like everything was in place, our yeah, business crazy. grew while I took a step back. And like to me, that the financial part of it is good. But that was the most meaningful benefit I received from this team. It's like I got to spend the first six months supporting my wife, being there for my child and just really taking that time in. Yeah, that's to amazing, me, that's man. more uh, valuable that's, than that's the financial results. About that. And, you know, it's funny how if you have the right systems, processes, people in place that stopping it. it um, paying less attention to the numbers helps them grow. It's just funny how that works. Like the more you hone in on those numbers and goals, the more you can really restrict them and put a ceiling on them. You hear that often of like, I let go. I got the right system. You have to have the right things in place. You have to have a foundation in place. But I let go and then things grew. It's interesting sure, how, that, sure. how that happens. Um, well, you know, Kogan, thank you so much for your time today. This was really, really valuable insight. I think your journey is, is a unique one. You started... Very, a lot of people start in real estate, their parents were realtors or they just, you know, they had, they were around a group of people that were investing. So they got started themselves. But for you to start with your brother from scratch and say like, how do we, and then to go not only from that to a real estate career, but to build your own business, um, it's just really unique and exciting. And, um, I just have a lot of respect for that. So thank you for sharing that insight and that journey with us today. Um, yeah, I appreciate your time. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Well, you take care. Thanks again, Kogan. If you guys enjoy the show, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. That actually helps a lot to get the podcast out there as people are looking for helpful real estate investing resources online. You can also like our Facebook page to keep up to date with new episodes as they publish. And don't forget to subscribe through whatever podcast player that you use. If you have questions about a specific topic that we covered, or if you have a suggestion about another area that you'd like to see me dig into, or if you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out. I'd love to get in touch. You can email me at brandon at realestatefortherestofus.com. Thanks so much for joining me today, guys. 
One show at a time, we'll work to make real estate investing accessible for the rest of us.